0: Hello and welcome to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse. Uh, this is a weekly podcast in which I, your host, Matthew Whitby, sit down with people all across the tabletop, RPG, and surrounding space. And this week, I'm delighted to be joined by Philip Moore. Hello!
1: Hello, thank How you for you? having me. No,
0: thank you so much. Again, I'm, I think I, I said it before, I'm always appreciative of of people, uh, chatting to people within my time zone.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, I, like. I said, I, I'm not, again, not to say that, I, you know, I don't appreciate my other guests and stuff like that, but sometimes it leads to like weird times, like I'm I'm accidentally mm. up at like 1am chatting to people. <laughs>
1: yes, But anyway. basically UK best yeah. guests. Yeah best guests
0: you came i i I didn't want to say it you said it now so (laughs) we can just like we can slap that on the poster um but no how how are we doing
1: very good thank you yeah nice afternoon it's not rained yet so
0: no it hasn't um and yeah on on my side of things i was so it's been a bit of a weird day so we were getting everything ready me and my partner to to bake some cookies and just before we started baking i get a kind of call from my uh, landlord saying that they're gonna send someone over to come fix my (laughs) oven and I didn't. I, my oven was working, but it had like a small, like small fan problem. Um, so we're just like, oh, I guess we'll we'll wait. And and now the oven's fixed. And now we have baked cookies. And I'll be honest, I'm glad. I'm glad they called because I'm fairly sure the the oven improvement has improved it tenfold. Um,
1: improved cookies. Excellent.
0: Yeah. But I guess the people <laughs> listening aren't necessarily here for the the, the 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 weird tabletop RPG version of the Great British Bake Off. Um, but kind of for the people listening kind of what what sort of products have you created in the past
1: sure so um uh, i started about a year ago so i've got a couple of products on dm's guild but i also have some things elsewhere so i make mostly sort of adventure things on dm's guild so the first thing i made was spire top intrigue in arakaka city which is like a sort of a mystery intrigue uh, adventure um i also did one called temple of the goddess uh but i've also done um uh, like a monster bestiary on there but as i say i've also done other things i do little sort of small one-page rpgs over on itch.io um like tiny home terrarium and devil wrestling um and i also do supplements for other games and things so i've done some stuff for the the new uh, Wander home third party not affiliated with them obviously but you know i've done sort of third party supplements for that as well
0: so so i guess one of my first questions i would like to ask is so kind of like where where did you where did you start like what was the first thing that you kind of
1: um yeah so as i said it was uh spire top was the yep. first thing i wrote and i wrote it as part of the rpg writers uh summer writer first adventure workshop yeah. last year now uh yeah <laughs> seems to have flown by very quickly and i've done a lot of other things since then but yeah i started with that um i had uh sort of seen it advertised a bit on twitter and elsewhere and thought that looks very interesting i shall give that a go um so that was the first sort of thing i published but i had been dming for a while before then as well so i felt yeah. kind of confident to translate that
0: <laughs> yeah. so into something was it the case with the rpg did you actually like take one of the adventures you kind of pre-written or did you like kind of start from scratch uh
1: i think i had the idea for a, a tiny bit like maybe a few weeks before the workshop so i tested it in my home game sort of the first week of the workshop because it lasts for a month mm-hmm. um but yeah it was reasonably like a new idea um but, yeah, I did test out on my friends yeah. no, as
0: well. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the, the point of having, like, you, you're a home group. They don't know they're necessarily playtesters all the time. No, but no they were not aware yeah. <laughs>
1: until but, I said, thank you so much for so
0: helping me. I, I guess kind of off the get-go. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if I guess if we chat a little, a little bit about your, like, DMs Guild work, and then we can talk about, like, your stuff sure. that you kind of thrown out on it. Uh, why, why, why again, one I can't really say, Arakrokrok? A- a- a-
1: Aarakocra, Aarakocra.
0: it's one of the two I think you're probably right um yeah why 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 bird people
1: so I didn't realize this until after I've written it but I am sort of obsessed with crow because I just think it sounds really fun to play a bird so I now play a <laughs> in the game I'm playing in but I also I just find the sort of like non-specifically human-esque mm-hmm races and D&D very interesting so tabaxi as well I find very interesting you know tritons and, and stuff like that I just think it's interesting to think of them not just as sort of humanoid light but as like okay well if you could fly obviously your city would be made up entirely differently to people who couldn't fly yeah. so what other cultural implications are there if you have a sort of predominantly aarakocra city or mm-hmm. what would happen if you went to a triton city or a mermaid city or something like that yeah. so um that's kind of where it came from was like oh if aarakocra most of them can fly then they're probably going to have something else going on mm. as well so
0: i guess that's one of the things. so when obviously designing like a, obviously like a city and a culture kind of designed around a flying race how do you i guess i guess it's like what well, the how do you get the players in into the mix and chickens
1: is the answer. Okay. Chicken and crow can't fly. So or at least they can't in what I said. They <laughs> have to be stairs.
0: <laughs> no, but it is more tricky. Yeah, because I, I imagine as well, I mean, like obviously with any kind of culture, like as they kind of grow, once they kind of reach that point of um, uh, I don't maybe not tourism, um, but like, you know, like uh, uh, commerce and kind of yeah. like, there's like, OK, well, you know, we need to make our city at least, you know, somewhat accommod- accommodatable exactly. for um. But then also, I always love hearing because, again, of being, having written a, at least one murder mystery or like, you know, kind of thing myself, mm. um, intrigue is, is, is challenging.
1: Yes. Cause... And I didn't realize that until I started writing.
0: <laughs> but so, so I guess, kind of, so what was, what, was, what was the kind of way that you kind of tackled like an a intrigue like story?
1: Yeah. So um, basically backwards. So mm. I decided who done it. It's not, I should say, it's not actually a murder mystery, yeah. but it is a sort of intrigue find out what happened type of situation. Um, but yeah, I started with who did it at the end and like what the crime was, and then work backwards to think, okay, well, I want at least one red herring to throw people off. Mm-hmm. I need some clues. And I need something that sort of spurs you on to find more clues. So once I had those building blocks, I could then kind of add more detail um, from there. And also, I personally, I think, tend to go a lot from setting and sort of think like, okay, what's some big set pieces and interesting mm-hmm. visuals that could guide you. So yeah, plan the crime first and then work out how it happens.
0: Cause I, especially as well, cause obviously like the, the spire top being like the, the kind of the, the, the it sometimes, sometimes it is easier to literally go, okay, well, this is where it is set. And these, these, these are the cool places. And obviously a you yeah. kind of want to go to like the coolest places within the, in the city. Um, one thing I do find like always balancing though is like, so like, this is something that I'm struggling with at the moment is is that I want to set an adventure somewhere cool, but the designer in me can't just, can't just say, here are the three locations within the city. I need to be like, this is the entire city. These are the, yes. the interesting people with all of that. How did you kind of like, I guess, like balance that end of like not being like a complete gazetteer yeah. or setting guide?
1: Um partially I think it helped writing it for the workshop because you only have a month or mm-hmm. at least your aim is to write it in a month I knew I had to keep it small and also wanting to make it a one-shot so basically just being very strict on the scope of the yeah. project forced me to say okay we don't have time to yeah. look at these other things but I also cheated and <laughs> in my home game we had a second session yeah. where they then explored the rest of the city so and I think I also I I think at the end i put some suggestions for like if you want to stay longer here's other places you could look at but it, it mostly was just I, I had to be kind of yeah controlled and say no we don't yeah. need to see everything here here's just one cool bit
0: <laughs> okay so then i guess so what is something about Spy top that didn't necessarily make the cut that you think is like really cool about the kind of like a, a, an sure. arocroc ruled city
1: um so one bit that i i think i sort of hinted at it i i so sort of the story without spoiling the twist oh, yeah, yeah. is that uh there's this this uh dawn chorus ball where the sort of noble songbird aarakocra go to um sort of matriculate they turn 18 and they can join you know adult society yeah. um but someone a necklace and a voice gets stolen shock but <laughs> within that there was some discussion of like oh well when if you're a kid you grow up in like the nurseries and so one area i'd thought about in quite a lot of detail was like well I don't think you like how do you have a nest uh (laughs) where do you grow up so i was kind of imagining this separate sort of nesting tower with all these little nests of like baby aarakocras growing up and like different rooms for like the eggs and the babies and the toddlers and things and like the flying practice room and stuff so that didn't really get put in because it it wasn't really needed Mm. um for the particular adventure i was writing but I thought that
0: was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it is kind of, because I, I think there is, like, basically one thing about, I guess, going back to, like, the tabaxi or the arrow crooker is the fact that it is easy to kind of vision like, they are that kind of, like, they, they maintain their, like, the animals that they're based on, they kind of maintain those tendencies. Yeah. And the idea of, like, almost, like, I, I don't know if birds have, like, communal nests, I, I think it depends. I, I don't know birds that well.
1: Yeah. Like, that's just how I imagined <laughs> yeah. it. But I think you could imagine it in lots of different ways. But I just thought it was interesting to think, like, OK, well, how would that work?
0: Well, I mean, also, like, I mean, in terms of like there's numerous like human cultures that kind of have like the kind of like. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, it's no, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, I think it is kind of cool when you yeah, add that kind of like mix between the two um, and those kind of like thought exercises of like, at least with the races that don't necessarily get as much love. Um, I, I must admit, now, now I'm trying to think of like the, the other end of the spectrum of like, what would a Tapaxi city be like?
1: I'm still thinking yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> maybe, I,
1: I, maybe I'll do more on it. Yeah. Uh, maybe
0: not just like scratching posts um, <laughs> yeah. all the way, like uh, towering up into the sky. Um, but I, I imagine, yeah, there would be a, uh, like a height element. Um, no, awesome. And then, so then I guess, so predominantly like an adventuring as obviously I imagine because it kind of it it almost feels like the easiest content to kind of like segue from your like own DMing table yeah um with uh with kind of like the monsters of Candlekeep was was it just like you had just a bunch of like book related monsters like uh
1: so I, I I actually I sort of again were backwards with an aim there so it was when uh Candlekeep Mysteries was announced and I yeah. thought I want to do something for that yeah but also I was seeing people already discussing lots of different things that they wanted to do. And I thought some book themed monsters would be really fun. And also um, my day job, I do research and things. So I spend a lot of time in libraries and archives and stuff. So I was like, well, I know about that. I can make that sound interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And also actually, again, I had done something in my home game. We had um, a player who, their background was they were from Candlekeep
0: and so we, oh.
1: had, we had like a fake academic conference <laughs> with the with the bookworms that are now one of the monsters in the Monsters of Candlekeep book um, uh, disrupting the conference so I was like well I made these I should make more
0: yeah <laughs> that would be so, fun so it, okay if you don't mind me saying so I believe what is it you're a uh, medieval historian
1: yes that's right yeah
0: well, so wow okay so that's I imagine are uh, is I imagine it's hard not to bring a good elements of your work into your like deeming work.
1: Yes, uh, in fact, I also play with a load of other medieval historians <laughs> and a classicist, uh, and we have to restrain ourselves yeah. from getting sidetracked. Yeah. I, in fact, when we were doing Spytop, we have a political historian, and she was like, "How does the how does the political system of the birds work? I need to know." <laughs> so we have to, yeah, we have to sort of balance it out. No, but...
0: I, how how did you determine that as Spytop? How did it work?
1: Uh, i decided it was like a an owl moot like a meeting of owls
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they're the wisest so it kind of yeah makes sense
1: and yeah a communal voting system
0: so so i I guess has it kind of like like hmm i guess in what ways do you think your like job as like a a historian Mm. has kind of influenced like the the kind of things that you make
1: i don't think it's necessarily obvious in the final product Mm -hmm. but i think so for example um, the stuff I study is like cultural and social history mm-hmm. so I think a lot about the social and cultural implications of of like what I'm playing Yeah. so for example with Spiretop it was like well let's extrapolate on if there's this resource or this thing that people are doing mm-hmm. what's the effect of that and yeah. so I think that's kind of where I d- draw a lot of the knowledge from is just I know about places and people and what they do a lot of yeah. the time um, so yeah it's not like I'll be like putting loads of really detailed history oh yeah from real life in because it's a fantasy game but just drawing inspiration I think is the main one I do also think it has helped because both require technical writing mm-hmm. so like explaining something to people about history or about games yeah. and an adventure similar
0: I guess it's always, because I guess, yeah, you, as again, from, from work to hobby, you do want to have like some levels. Of, some like, space, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, I guess it was a thing of like, um, as again, so like I'm, I'm, I'm a researcher myself. I, I think it has definitely like changed the way that I do research for my writing yeah. projects. And uh, I, I I try not to, but I do sometimes treat it like where well, I get, Well, here's all my citations that I have. I could have at the ready, uh, and then sometimes it's just like, no, I just need to. I just need to write about some wizards. I don't need definitely. to. Definitely. I don't need to bug it all down. Yeah, um, I
1: definitely spend too much time on like D D wiki and yeah. the. Forgotten Realms, okay. or things and stuff, and then I go. Oh, it doesn't matter yeah. for this. I don't yeah. need this much detail.
0: No. The, the amount of times I've gone like, okay, so I need to find this, this, this third edition novel. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> just, uh, just, I just need, I just need to know what this one character says. I know it's but that's part of the fun. I mean, like that's that's kind of what I enjoy with it. Um... You did mention bookworm and I did yes. I did I did want to kind of hear a little bit about because I meant like is it like bookworm small or, it's like book like purple worm? <laughs> uh,
1: big. Uh not purple worm big. There's um in, in the Monsters of Candycup, we've got the bookworm larvae, then the bookworm, and then the bookworm queen. Oh, wow. uh, so the bookworm larvae are very small, but then normal bookworms are I think I said they were medium. I forget now off the top of my head, but I think they're medium, and then the queen is like this huge sort of wasp like be like queen that produces more larvae so and I'm yeah.
0: guessing feast on books or yes. magic books or just books in general
1: uh books in general although they are fond of magical books <laughs> uh, <laughs> mean, yes, they guess, cause a lot of problems
0: yeah, I imagine again like if you could eat normal books magic books are just like I don't know like extra like tasty. little sweets yeah they're like little bonuses yeah what was a uh, like I guess um what was some of the like fun mechanical creatures you kind of had fun like the ones that kind of had sure. like cool stuff going on yeah. with them
1: um, one of my favorites that I made was the umbral mite swarm. I love, that uh, name. which are basically a bunch of tiny dust mites as a giant shadow. Um, which may or may not remind people of a certain time traveling show when they go <laughs> to a library, not related or copyrighted yeah. at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of inspired by the Doctor Who Bastian Rada and like how they kind of attach to people's shadows and things. Yeah. But with that, I made a move called Two Shadows, where um, if you step into the the swarm space it will at- try and attach itself to your shadow. Mm-hmm. And normally they, they can't go into bright light, yeah. but if they attach themselves to your shadow, they can hide in it. So they can um, not be affected by bright yeah. light and stuff, which I, I was quite proud of that when I thought that was a fun, a fun uh, choice. And also when I tested it on my players, they were extremely freaked out when I told them. <laughs> they had two they were like, no! Nah.
0: I mean, that, that's literally like the, the, the best feeling. And especially when you're playing around, like crawling, crawling through like the, the, the library, through the kind of right yeah I I don't yeah. know what it is like the idea of like like normal libraries as I know and as I, they're fine
1: great the, no the idea
0: of like fantasy libraries are scary yeah I what think... is
1: in there? they're too big
0: they're too big yeah and uh, you just can't compete with that
1: too big not bright enough
0: yeah and because I, well, I guess it's the case of like what is it that like they had like you can't you had, had your tiny candle because like anything else would risk burning down the entire place
1: yeah no, yeah, no candles allowed oh, only dancing lights or something yeah
0: yeah, I must. I probably like again. It's. It's. I don't want to go to the classic. Like there should be a wizard solution for it, but just have like a wizard. You know, on standby. Just like you can. I can give you a light for like an hour, and then when you come back or get lost. Um, no, no, awesome. So then I it so. I, once you kind of released, like I guess the 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 kanuki the monsters and stuff like that. Was were you kind of working on kind of like your single page RPGs at the same time, or was it yeah. okay? Fair
1: so um yeah that's probably why i have sort of a less wide collection of dm skill stuff is that i've also at the same time i kind of not on purpose but have been ending up doing like one on dm skill one on itch.io or drive through um and uh, that's also corresponded with most of the ones i've made for uh on itch.io have been part of uh like game jams yeah um so tiny home terrarium was part of Let's say it right, Jam Jar Game Jam, <laughs> which was make a game that fits in a jam jar. Nice. Uh, and Devil Wrestling was part of the Satanic Emotions Jam.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I must admit, I, I do like the E-H jams. They definitely, like, win awards, like, the best names. I think mean, they just... Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and just really spark a lot of ideas, which is yeah. why I do them, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely kind of do both at the same time.
0: Also, if I remember, you also... You release... You're also a bit of an artist.
1: Yes, yeah, I also do some well i've got some stock art up on drive through yeah. and i just do art in general
0: yeah. so, and, and my you... own
1: covers and things well not for monsters of can keep but yeah. i've done the covers for other stuff
0: And uh, well, yeah so with the, kind of, some of the itch stuff was that kind of all, all art of your own yes yeah because i was it so I, I i guess for the people listening uh like I I did say this kind of before we chat, like so devil wrestling has a very eye-catching kind of cover. Yes. It's very little like angry like devil Lil' in... Bean
1: with a luchador mask <laughs> yeah. and little devil horns, yeah.
0: So I must admit, so I do love the, the one-page RPG like uh like design format. I think that kind of like confined creativity is can also be really, really kind of useful. Um but I I, I yeah, it, it I, I don't know like how do you like hmm. I guess, I guess I'm just going to ask more generally. So when you kind of participate in any of these jams, like what would you say your creative process is? It's like, where, where do you, obviously you have your idea. Yeah. Usually
1: have the idea in the shower <laughs> nice. and then dash to write it down. Um, normally for me, the process goes like, make a big Google doc and throw all the ideas in there. Really, I don't know if you heard the phrase like green hat thinking, like everything is allowed in. Mm-hmm. I don't cut anything at all then I once I've got it all down, then I can start kind of refining it a bit. I'll try and do a sort of a first draft. Then I edit it, which I do not like doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then usually, once I've sort of got the first draft, I might start thinking, do I want to make any artwork for it? Because Mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, I need to make it at the same time, because it's my own work. Um, And then, yeah, layout and things and Mm -hmm
0: release
1: yeah but the 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 sort of first drafting and the creative bit takes the most time for me
0: okay. so I, I if we almost go with like almost like one of these up so with tiny room terrarium I, I tiny I home terrarium tiny home just, <laughs> see, we're going to say this
1: a lot of times
0: yeah, no I was, so, I was so i was so i was so caught up on like mispronouncing ter, terrarium terrarium is it terrarium yeah i think terrarium is right i think um but was it quite easy to kind of keep all the mechanics of that game? Or I mean, I guess off the get go, if you don't mind, saying like for the people, what's what's kind sure, of sure? It's the cool... it's
1: very simple. Um, because it's designed to be one page, it's also like good for kids, so it's very like narrative. So basically, all you need is a d6, and it's sort of a little prompt list of like you're a tiny folk. You know, you've moved to this new garden. Um, you know, choose who you are and things, and then you have some like various roll tables. Um. Or you can pick your own. Of you, you decide where you're going in the garden to try and find a new rock. Then mm-hmm. you encounter a problem. You decide how you fix the problem. Uh, also, when you've made yourself your your little tiny folk person, you you pick some sort of skill that you have, such as rock climbing or having a lot of pockets or yeah. being especially small. Uh, <laughs> and then you also meet a, a neighbor in the garden, like a hedgehog or a bee or something. Um, and they might have a problem that needs solving as well. And then you. Solve it mostly, basically, completely narratively, like journaling. Yeah. Um, and then you bring your rock home and you put it in your jam jar, <laughs> which is your terrarium, and then yeah. you can do that more and more, and you can make a map at the same time. Um. So yeah, it's very very simple yeah. mechanically.
0: No, I was gonna say uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm quite fond of like the little kind of like journaling games because I guess it kind of invites you to kind of yeah, it's almost like a well, it's, it's a storytelling prompt like that journal itself you can kind of you can take away of like oh you know this 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 little little tiny folk has had like a very adventurous day yeah um no okay and then uh so i i I, because i have to ask uh, devil wrestling yeah what's
1: so devil wrestling is a hack of john harper's lasers and feelings so you have two stats devil and wrestling (laughs) uh and um... what do you need exactly what else could you possibly want um devil is for things like cutting a sick promo uh or sneaking oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then wrestling is for doing cool moves jumping off the ropes kicking yeah. people <laughs> things like that um but i also introduced um devil tokens and wrestling tokens so if you sort of fail on one of those roles you take a token uh sorry yeah if you if you fail a lot at like your wrestling and devil moves and you get uh, devil tokens. And if you get too many of those, you're sort of overcome with one of the seven deadly sins and you have to do something yeah. to sort of fulfill that. Uh, but with the wrestling ones, if you get enough of those, you can do a finisher, which like adds an extra, yeah. um, some, a boost to your moves. Uh, and also you can once uh, once again, do a, a heel turn and steal the tokens of other people so you can uh, do more finishes.
0: Interesting, you going kind to of designed it more around, like a more kind of like squares, um tiny home terrarium was was a more kind of single player experience
1: yeah can, okay devil wrestling is for a group yeah
0: so i guess there's nothing as well so, so is it would you say it's kind of easier to fit like a a single player game within one page versus a multiplayer game Ooh.
1: um
0: just because like one page is not a lot of space like there's... no it's
1: not well double wrestling is technically two
0: pages but Do- double-sided does that that's yeah, allowed
1: double-sided it counts yeah. uh, <laughs> um no i they are both equally. I think it's actually very hard to fit it in. Like you need to cut, be very strict on what you cut out, yeah. and it's easier mm-hmm. to write more mm-hmm. than it is to write less. So it it kind of depends on what you're trying to do as well. Like there's some solo games that are really long, like Thousand Year of a Vampire or um, The Wretched or something, mm-hmm. because they have so many prompts. So naturally, something that's designed to be much smaller will be shorter as well. Mm-hmm. So. Eh, much of a muchness they're both yeah. difficult <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i guess i guess it is like like apples to oranges you know i guess it's 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 i mean the the process of again trying to condense it down it is very much the same but then i guess it's about kind of what content you kind of prioritize i imagine yeah. with a like a multiplayer game it's easier if everyone kind of has a um what is the term like um is um uh, s- symmetrical so every player is is gonna yeah. kind of play the same role. If it's asymmetrical, so some players have different roles, yeah. that is gonna kind, of kind of like yeah, like you might need a few more words. Um yeah. No, interesting. And and so, I yeah no, I must admit. So I've always been kind of a big fan or proponent of game jams. Um, I think uh, obviously not joining every 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 one because otherwise I don't think there's you an ever yeah be too busy. <laughs> <laughs> that there, there is no end to the game jams. But I yeah I I don't know. It's just just that idea of like sometimes sometimes if you're stuck in like a little bit of like a writer's block. It's just yeah. sometimes you just need to go out there and finish something and it kind of gives you that freedom to like.
1: Yeah. And it gives you a deadline, which mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. Like actually most of the things I've done have been to some sort of deadline, whether it was the workshop or a publishing date of something else to mm-hmm. tie in or a game jam. Yeah, because that just motivates me way more than being like, I will at some point do yeah. something.
0: It's it, it, like that no matter what time schedule I try and give myself, I will not live to it. So it's it's nice to have someone else like, again, I I, I used to do this thing where like I would always be like, once I finish it, I'll then, you know, start contacting the editors. And then it would just never get finished. So now I've started contacting editors just before it's finished. And now yeah. I'm always like, oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. there's someone waiting. And, yeah. <laughs>
1: I schedule my playtest for roughly when I want to be finishing because yeah. then I can't let my friends down. Yeah, no. I have set a date. So Also, I guess it's like sometimes
0: it is good to kind of like, uh, like even with like a playtest, if in that case it wasn't finished, it kind of gives you that freedom of like, okay, well, I'm just going to improv it. And yeah. and whatever, like you know, it might just work, or it might, you know, it might be a, a flaming disaster. But that's you know,
1: it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it will be fine. But it's my but,
1: friends, so it's okay. They don't. Mind. Yeah,
0: nine times out of ten, they're the ones who started the fire. So <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so, so then, I guess okay. So across everything that you've kind of done so far, and just like you know, like tabletop RPG creation in general, then would you say you have like a like a set favorite part of the process? Or
1: um. I think for me, the initial brainstorming and first draft is definitely my favorite, Mm. but I also really, really like layout (laughs) because I like seeing it all coming together and being like, I made this and now it looks nice Um, because I do my own layout as well. Um, But yeah, definitely the sort of initial throwing stuff down on the page, just seeing what happens is my favorite part.
0: If you don't mind me asking, do you use any like uh, any particular programs for layout or?
1: I use InDesign. Ha- but the old version, before it did the, um, before Adobe started charging the uh, subscription. Yeah, yeah. So I'm never updating it. Because...
0: No, no, <laughs> no, I must admit, I, I still, I, like I said, I I, 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 know, I know it's a case where like, I know at some point I kind of need to make that leap, because I do my own layout at the moment. Um, but I think I'm, I'm the only person I know that uses the layout that I do. It's like, you know, um, you know, home brewery. Yes, it's like that, but I do it all myself. Like it's 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 like there was once a template out there in like the weird like I don't even know. what, That's the thing is like I don't really yeah. know what to call it. It's like I'm I'm not necessarily doing layout. I'm like coding the layout.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it is honestly, I'll be honest, it's it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> uh, it's you know the better the devil I know than the devil I don't. Um, yeah. what what are some of your favorite pages to kind of lay out is it the ones where you kind of know you have going to have like a large kind of art piece or like do you like like um, i I like tables yeah
1: um i don't like tables because tables are quite a pain to do in InDesign. at least someone's probably going to tell me afterwards being like it's super easy you should just do this but i have not discovered that yet so no i definitely an art piece i really love being able to like think about how it's going to fit um i also really enjoyed with tiny home terrarium i designed it to be a pamphlet that you can fold yeah um so working at how that worked and printing various things on scrap paper to test that was really fun um but yeah just um yeah definitely working with artwork is my favorite part and I'm, cover doing. design I love doing
0: yeah I know yeah I'm, I'm very much see, and now I use Photoshop for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I imagine that there, there is a good amount, a lot more kind of freedom in the kind of design of like your own kind of tabletop RPG game in like the, in terms of like visuals and layouts that you kind of have a lot more kind of creative freedom. Yeah. Um, is out of like, so out of all your kind of like uh, your, your mini itch games, uh, what would you say is, is your favorite layout work?
1: As I say, I do really like how I did Tiny Home Terrarium. Um, I just I put a lot of thought into that because I needed to make it fit within the jar and things. Mm -hmm. I'm also pretty pleased with managing to uh, I I released recently The Painter, which is a playbook for home, which has a very specific style and I managed to kind of make it fit with that style quite closely, which I was quite proud of managing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm quite pleased with that as well. Uh, But yeah, definitely Tiny Home Terrarium in terms of actual like yeah. original sort of bit myself and everything
0: did, did you actually get like a, a jam jar
1: i <laughs> actually have it on my desk <laughs> it was my version with nice. the rocks attached <laughs>
0: oh no okay fine. yeah because i guess again if you're gonna if you're gonna play by game jam you're like no nope, gotta play by rules. gotta go see if it, it fits yeah in. Um, well i
1: actually I, the reason i joined it was um <laughs> we just have a giant basket of jam jars in my house from uh i think it was my partner's grandma collected them to make jam in the summer Mm -hmm. it wasn't using it anymore so i was like well i have to join because i've got to use some of these jars for (laughs) something
0: i must be like like i I don't know what it is but but jam jars they always do have that kind of like that they're nice looking like yeah and and it's like a case of like oh i can't can't really throw throw this away put something
1: in this yeah
0: um Oh, also, I mean, like, there's, was it, you know, I think you can, you always, you can always drink, drink out of a jam jar. It just feels like, mm. oh, it's, it's artisan. I'm, I'm being jam very jars,
1: fancy. jam jars over mason jars for sure, as well. In,
0: no, I must controversial admit, I, opinion. I must admit, I, I, I once uh, back, uh, back home, I used to have like a, a mason jar with a handle, which, which arguably was, I, I enjoyed it. Never, never used the lid because I don't think you need yeah. the lid. But oh, geez, good. Jeez, <laughs> I'm, I'm now, I'm getting almost sentimental while I'm mug. Um. On the other side of the spectrum, you could mention mm. how, like, the kind of the brainstorming and kind of like the kind of getting the first draft out there. Um, how would you say you go about kind of like running the first draft of an adventure, per se?
1: Like to test.
0: Or... I guess so. Yeah. So, is, is, is like how yeah. how concrete of an, like, a like of a draft do you kind of want?
1: So I know I I want the whole story layout. Mm. So branching narratives, whatever. I want that all to be done. I want to know the ending. Um, also, if I can ideally have written up a first draft, so I can ask one of my friends to DM it for me, mm-hmm. that's my ideal play test Because obviously, I know how it's supposed to be run, Yeah. even if I don't have it written down. But have I been able to write it well enough no. that they can interpret it just from my writing, not from me telling them. So mm-hmm. ideally, I try and have written it. But occasionally, if I've not done it in time uh as long as i've got the basic um like any key clues any key locations and sort of points that they need to get to and the ending will be fine
0: and so i guess so with the kind of invention you kind of put out already were some of them like were they literally kind of like small ideas that you had kind of like while DMing, or was either one of them kind of like the case where like i've actually already run this adventure i just now kind of need to write it up
1: uh, both were ones I had ideas for and decided to write up. So yeah. the other one that's out currently, and I, I have a few more kind of coming soon, yeah. um, is Temple of the Goddess, which I did um, with Transparent Games, uh, and and that was actually from they had found a very cool map by I think it's Korok DMs um, or something like that. It's in the it's linked in the thing, yeah. um, and they had just found the map and they were like, "This is a really cool map. Does anyone want to write an adventure for this with me?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I think that looks cool. I want to do that. Um, and just sort of did it from the map. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I tend to have the idea separately and then I'll test it in my game.
0: Yeah, I must admit, no, it's kind of surprising how like like inspiration kind of stems from all different sides of things. Like sometimes it is literally just like a cool, a cool looking map and you're like, there's, some, there's something I can do, do quite exciting with this. And then other times it's like the case of like, oh, it's really inspiring cover art or like inside art yeah. that you just like, you can kind of run away with. Um, yeah, no, I must admit, I do I do actually quite like designing to a map. Um, there is a um, there is a map out there by um, in Dyson logos um, kind of like free collection of maps and that which is like a mega dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've always seen it and just play, I could, like I like I it's it's tempting. Like I I, I don't know. Like it, it, it honestly it it would be uh, uh, honestly an un- unmanageable amount of work. But it, it's something that I kind of want to try maybe. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, I add it to the to the list. Gone and make make mega dungeon. But that's what I mean. It's like so. I've I've written dungeons before, but I think like the the um, is it the like the kind of ecology of like a living, breathing mega dungeon. I just there's there's so many interesting ways to go about it. Um, obviously, you go with the idea that, that you know there's there's multiple groups that have. Again, so first thing to establish, like, how have all any creatures within dungeon, Why are they there? Why are they there? How, <laughs> how are they managed? still there? How, yeah. Well, you know, it could be the first dungeon that is just empty. Like, it's the first dungeon that yeah. all the players go to and be like, oh, everyone's dead. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's a dungeon. No, like, the wizard left. They weren't, you know, generating food out of thin air anymore. Um, it just, yeah, it raises a lot of kind of interesting questions. Um, mm. But I think after this, so after we've had our chat, I'm going to go look at the map remember that it's actually probably bigger than I think it is
1: yes and then decide
0: and then decide no it's (laughs) fine I'm I'm committed now um but oh so to go back to an earlier question I asked ages ago then so I asked about your favorite part of the process obviously Mm. like which was like you know just coming. vice versa what is your least favorite part of the process
1: I do not like editing and I really do not like proofreading because I am really bad at spotting typos uh my brain You know all those like weird um you see like the paris in the the spring or whatever like those sorts of word puzzles where you have to spot extra things my brain is terrible (laughs) at those because it's like i'll fix that for you don't worry about that i know what you meant to say and so i just can't see them so i have to ask my partner who is very kind to read it for me but then also he'll be like maybe you could improve this i'm like no it's not perfect (laughs) Uh, I tend to sort of gone. I'm like, how dare you? Like, no, it's perfect as it is, even though I know, no, it does need to be improved. So I, I know it's a very important step and it definitely does improve it by editing, but I don't really enjoy editing.
0: No, no, yeah. It, it's definitely like the, the kind of rereading your. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's always the case of like, as you're writing it down, you're just like, perfect. It's like, literally, yeah, it's like, it's beautiful. Like, be- and it, then I
1: get to lay out when I've already then perfected it and I'm like, beautiful, <laughs> wonderful, amazing. I'm so good. And then in the middle, it's like, how did I ever
0: think yeah. I
1: could write anything ever again?
0: I think one of the best advice that I did get that kind of makes the process like a little bit easier is is, is if you literally just feed all your text through like a text to speak. Yes. Yeah. Um. But then, I I don't know. I, I, like I don't know. It's weird, but like I I get almost like not bored by my writing, but like it's it's the case of like it, I guess it's like kind of like I'm list. I have to listen really hard. Yeah. And I'm because so. you even used- know what's gonna happen? That's what I mean. It's like I know. I know it's gonna be fine. And then when you hear a mistake, it's like. I don't know. It feels almost like um, that kind of uh, if, like, if you've ever had to kind of like transcribe like an interview or a conversation, which is honestly the worst thing <laughs> in, in every single of word of like just I what, I can hear them talking. Why do I need it typed out? But yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 that there, there's many cheats, but my favorite cheat is, is I'll be honest. I will just sign it off to an editor. <laughs> and just, yeah. just just just. just Pass the problem along. Yeah. And then, you know, in, in in when they're done with it, I can look at the sea of red and go, ah yes, this is yes. this is this that this is why they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although I also have the problem of I'm um, I don't know how it happened, but my mind apparently just blanked when I was having grammar lessons and things at school, um, which is bad because I do a lot of writing. Uh, both for my day job and for this, yep. but my grammar is quite bad. And so sometimes someone would be like, you need to use this sort of fancy, fancy word for some grammar term. And I'm like, I yeah. don't
0: know what
1: that means. And I'm... I know you've told me at least five <laughs> times and explained how it works and I still can't remember it.
0: No, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, no, I, I not I, so fun. <laughs> I think I'm in the same because like, I think I have I have a, a nasty habit with commas. um yes, where too many. I could, yeah, too many. No, no exactly. Because... I, I... I, I think I'm, I, I don't know why I'm going through like a, a weird stage in like my writing process where um, I'm starting to write intentionally a lot more like I talk because I think when I first started I kind of wanted to kind of capture that kind of like not not mechanical language heavy but I just kind of want to be like be, do yeah. things by the book follow the saga. Um but then I think there was a kind of the, the advice of like getting that like at the end of the day someone the dm or whoever is going to be on the other end of like reading this content you don't want to bore them out of their mind exactly and i just i just i I just i sometimes write like i'm having a chat with them you know i'm just like listen this wizard is is honestly an absolute bastard (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and it's it's nice to kind of have that freedom to be able to throw in yeah Yeah.
1: yeah when we talk we pause a lot more than we do writing. That I have we, the yeah. exact same problem with commas. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yes. So I have to take a lot of commas out. Yeah. So therefore, that is my least favorite part is going. Back.
0: No, it's yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm 100% kind of with you on that one. Um, then I guess to kind of to 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 uh, 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 like a, uh, a brighter side of things. Uh, are there like across everything you've done so far, like a very particular design choice that you've made that you've been like rather quite well, like super proud of? Mm. Um,
1: I'm still very pleased that I just wrote the first adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still very pleased as part of, I'm pleased with the twist I came up with. Uh, I feel like it was a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm also very pleased. One of my favorite ones, actually, I wrote this down to remind myself, was in Monsters of Candlekeep, I made an ink ooze, which is like a very tiny mini ooze that's from like, leftover ink. Yeah. And I was like, okay, does acid damage? Why does it do acid damage? So there's this old type of ink called oak gall ink. and it's very acidic and oh, sh- so in the law and then obviously tying it to the attack is like, well, obviously it has an acidic attack because it's an acidic type of ink. And I was just really pleased that I was able to like push that all together yeah. and like make it work both in the description and in the actual like written attacks. There,
0: uh, there, there is nothing nicer when like you can kind of yes. like where you find like an in-law excuse or like even like a real world example that kind of yeah, ties everything together. I didn't, I didn't know that about ink. I guess, like, I, I imagine, like, it's a good way to kind of ensure it stays on, like, yeah so, etching.
1: <laughs> sorry, medieval manuscript fact.
0: Oh, oh please, uh, I'm ready.
1: So we've got two types of manuscript ink. There's, like, iron sort of ones, but oak gall, uh, The uh one of the reasons it does stay is that it basically etches itself into parchment mm-hmm. when it's there. So it's very hard to get rid of. You have to, like, scrape so much of it off, but it means it lasts for a very long time. But, yeah, that's why it's... That's why it's uses ink it's partially because of its acidity
0: so i guess uh, so I, so there's two other questions i kind of want to ask about this, the first part of like one thing that you're quite proud of is how did you find like the rpg writer workshop because again i again, yes i've talked to so many people who have kind of gra- graduated from it i guess yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> how did i find it i think i had found ashley warren on twitter
0: I I, I guess, sorry, I I guess I meant more in terms of like, oh, how did I find it? But no, I guess, no, it makes sense that like you you saw Ashley Warren. That's my poor questioning. That's,
1: (laughs) um, but yes, I did find Ashley Warren on Twitter and then I found that. But how did I find it? I really liked it. Um, some of it, it because it releases them over the month, I really liked how they paced it. Mm -hmm. I know it, I I always went in the Discord at the same time, and a lot of people are like, when is this coming out? When is that? It's like, no, follow the program actually. Mm-hmm. Nice and paced was really useful. Um, some bits I was like, I kind of already know this, but it's useful to have it written out. And then yeah. some bits I had no idea about like learning what the OGL was and learning the licensing stuff was really, mm-hmm. really helpful. And part of that having access to the discord to then just be like, hey, can someone answer this question? I'm confused yeah. was also really, really good. Um, but Yeah, overall, very very helpful i think um i think i had the advantage of as i said i i was already used to technical writing mm-hmm. also um i've done a lot of improv and like acting and stuff so i already had a lot of story making like practice before i started writing yeah. adventures so i kind of had the plotting and things down but it was nice to just have it all sort of in one place basically
0: yeah and then the, the second thing I kind of want to ask which again you, you feel free to know you did say you were very Fond of your, your 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 little 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 bait and switch in the ending, but do do you want do you want to share that? Do you want to share about that, or do you want to keep it a secret?
1: Sure. Um, well, we'll just say if you want to play Spire top as a player, yeah. stop listening for like a minute. Yeah. Uh, so fingers
0: um, in the ear, and then I'll, yeah. I'll do thumbs up when you can listen again.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Spire Top the it's in the it's in the overview as well. Actually, once you look at the preview, you can see it. But yeah. the story is. Um, as I said, there's these um, noble songbird, Aarakocra, um and uh, it's kind of a classist society. So like the songbirds are on top and everyone else is doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And there's these three sisters and one of them looks a bit different to the other two, a bit bigger and less bright colors and things because turns out she's a cuckoo. And the third sister actually got switched. And so um, the one that got chucked out of the nest has come to try and steal this, like, magical amulet that lets her have a singing voice. So she steals it during this, like, dinner, Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to, the adventurers have to try and find out who stole it. There's, like, a red herring of this penguin uh, waiter who did some stuff, and there's Mallorid the duck, who is um, a bit of a uh, (laughs) (laughs) trilby-wearing guy. Uh, um, uh, And, uh, yeah, I just was really pleased with coming up with the idea of the cuckoo Switch.
0: Yeah, um I, c- I thought that was very fun. Yeah, no, no, I, I yeah, I could. Uh, that's
1: it. the spoilers done. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
0: I, I really hope there is someone out there who's like, I, I don't want to hear the spoilers, just. and then just, uh, just, just, oh, good, yeah. Uh, oh, no, interesting. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. I, I won't, uh, yeah, I won't, I won't say anything more. But no, yeah, that, that, no, that, that, that it, no, that's interesting. I like that.
1: Nice. I was, I was very pleased with
0: that. <laughs> so then. I guess so to, like, to like, look over across everything you've kind of done then so far. It's like, is there any particular lesson that you've kind of learned from like that you kind of wish, you know, to go back in time and be mm. like, hey, hey Philippa, maybe you should you know <laughs> check this out. Or... Um
1: so definitely one that I kind of already knew but i think is useful is mm-hmm. just one is get on with it <laughs> but set yourself a deadline yeah. ideally an external deadline as we said like the workshop like having a playtest coming up mm-hmm. that has definitely really helped um keep me creative over a long period of time yeah. um work in something like Google Docs, where it doesn't feel very real when you're first putting your ideas down, I find is that's something I kind of discovered halfway through last year. Um, because I was uh, sorry, there's a little cat trying to get on the <laughs> table. He may appear in a moment. Um, it, it is uh, not being yeah too precious with those first ideas. And um, and also advertise, like, don't be afraid to advertise your stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because so, I didn't start with
0: So prior to like, I guess, like, were you working Google Docs before, but you were kind of almost treating it like the final product beforehand? Or... I was
1: writing it in Word mm. and I was like, no, it must be perfect. But for some reason, writing in Word was tricking my brain to say, no, it must be perfect. can't have any corrections. But yeah. for writing on Google Docs because I can do it on my phone suddenly made it way easier to just quickly write stuff down. yeah So, yeah. Yeah, it's no, I, me.
0: no, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely kind of agree with that. I think like the the, the sooner you can kind of um, like, I because I think, I think definitely early on, I definitely did have a point of like, where like, like, I, I felt like my not, not, not that my words are sacred. I think that's the more kind of way, but like that kind of like mentality of like, like this is the, this, 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 this is gonna I have to be almost like not borderline kind of like perfectionist. So now it's yeah. nice to kind of be up to be able to like, and there is there is said cat no, it's <laughs> adorable uh do, i have again i have to ask does does, does does i was about to ask does the cat have a name but i'm gonna assume the cat does
1: oh he's laying down that okay his name is freddie
0: oh nice nice Well, they get they, i think this is yeah we can we well, do, do i have to say like uh welcome welcome to the podcast philippa and and then in brackets, and freddie as well <laughs> um but no no yeah and yeah i i think anything that kind of helps that kind of like um that writing flow because i think it's on certain projects getting over the
1: blank page basically
0: yeah and my cheat to that at the moment has kind of been like i I kind of work quite um uh i work a fair bit with like a like a a template that i have that i kind of over the the many projects i've done i've kind of like realized that this is kind of like the the format i want my adventures to take um and yeah, sometimes it is easier because I will like, I went sometimes when I'm not feeling like super productive, as if like I can't write everything down. And um, what I will go do is I will essentially break things down into subheadings and I will do yeah. like the overarching idea of like, okay, well, this function I need to talk about Heather Bubbletop. And I will have like in brackets, like, this is who Heather brought, like, they're, you yes, know, they're, yeah. they're a very nice person. And I'm like, okay, cool. I need to, I need to write about a very bubbly, nice person. And then when, I, when I'm actually in the writing yeah. mood, it's 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 that kind of like the the design labour of like oh I have to think and write it's like yeah, oh it's no, already I, done. yeah
1: I did the exact same actually that's another thing that was really good on the rpg workshop is they gave you sort of a template um, which was very helpful to work from to start with and then I yeah <laughs> you can adapt it as you like but I did the same yeah definitely and also yeah don't work in order like I just write the end first and then the beginning and something in the middle
0: i I was gonna say so like is there anything that so in reading like um again uh the template provided by you know um the the course as well as like again reading other adventures is there something that you felt was like like missing or key that you love to have in your like adventure template because i I feel like every designer has their own kind of like little, little little kind of quirk sure
1: um don't know if it's necessarily something particularly original, but I do like offering non combat options a lot. So, mm-hmm. obviously, a mystery you don't really have that much combat in, but yeah. a lot of my other things I try and provide those options. One thing I really like, and I have done in a few things that are coming soon, mm-hmm. is basically like, here's how you lengthen this, here's how you shorten this mm-hmm. play time by yeah. offering like. Here's this additional thing that's also fun, but mm. you don't have to include it in the thing to, for it to make sense. Yeah. Um. So I think that's something I quite like seeing, and I have added in more. Uh, do you, as I write more.
0: Do you think you're quite a, a like a good judge of? Um. Obviously, I get. I, I guess it's a hard thing to say because obviously it depends on the venture by. But like judging like this, this, this content on this page will take X amount of time.
1: Um. It kind of depends on the players, doesn't it? Like, I know how long my normal group will take for something, but when I'm, for example, teaching newer people to play, I feel like that always takes longer. So, yeah, I can get a rough idea, but uh, playtest is the best way to.
0: Yeah, no, no, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I I think you are because I think like there's 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 always like I think always it's like it it, you can ballpark that like most like encounters, whatever shape or form they're meeting, take around forty five minutes. Yeah. Thirty on
1: minutes, forty-five third, yeah, minutes. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's kind of like it really kind of depends, and and obviously, um, if, <laughs> I was about to go on a run about doors again. Um, <laughs> if if there are any locked doors, you can double that time. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, yes. <laughs>
0: um, no, no, awesome. Um, then I guess kind of more more generally, I guess, I guess again, uh, looking to the future as a whole, you mentioned that you have got kind of like a few kind of adventury stuff that kind of, or more kind of yes. parts of. Um any any kind of like sneak peek or spoilers you want to sure. chat about this?
1: So um one that is due out reasonably soon is I did a collaboration with um, um Press, I believe they're called. Um they did a Kickstarter last year for a setting guide called uh, Traveller's Guide to the Candy Realms. Ooh. And I did the stretch goal one shot which is the escape of the candy creature, um, which is set in uh, one of like the cities in the setting guide, um, which is kind of like a sort of candy chocolate Venice. Um, So you have to like run through the city trying to find this escaped like creature that's escaped from this sort of grand exhibition science hall um, and discover where it's gone in the city. So that's, they're still finishing up some of the like backhoe goals and things on that. Yeah. But I think that's due out in sort of autumn. I will say, I won't say any more specific yeah. than that. That'll be on drive through. Um, I say, obviously it's not uh, normal adding, setting.
0: Adding on to that, how how do you find like writing in such like a, I don't want to say comical setting, but like a candy, Candyland is like, yes. it, it's a very particular tone. Did, like how, how, yeah. How did you find kind of like.
1: Well, interestingly, they have done a similar thing, which is sort of think more seriously about it than just like oh cute candy creatures like yeah. there's like um they've got like yorkie mint who is this like mint imperial crime mob boss oh, who's of like, course. Yeah. and you know like stuff like that so i was able to be quite like serious in some of the themes in it but also i did have a lot of like Excuse me, Clark. What happens if you eat a candy and you are a candy? Also, if you bleed, do you bleed blood or do you bleed caramel? <laughs> <What> <laughs> happens?
0: These, these are things I need to know. I need to
1: know. <laughs> I specifically need to know if my jam donut frizz bleeds jam. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun working in that. Yeah. Again, like with the Arrowcocker, like extrapolating from a sort of a fun point to then ask, like, yeah. well, actually, if we take it seriously for a second, what is the implication of this? So that was good. So that's coming out. Yeah, as I say, uh, autumn. Yeah. Um, and then, for personal projects, I am reasonably close to finishing um, a, a cottagecore themed one shot. Oh, lovely! Uh, <laughs> which unsurprisingly will be quite low combat mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's all about um you you're helping put on a beautiful uh pic- picnic proposal oh, <laughs> uh, cool. for a, a ranger and a, a, a warlock <laughs>
0: fair no yeah no no i, I must say, yeah there is definitely like so like not too long ago that I, again i think is is probably on the horizon i i, I was part of a uh like what was it what a lovely adventure yes yes uh, which is like a it was meant to be kind of a collection of kind of very like uh, I guess romance and uh, like lgbt LG, lgbtq plus kind of um yeah. style adventures um and it was it was such a nice kind of like change of pace to kind of like again I don't know right right a, like a adventure kind of about yeah like me and kind of like trying to like I, it always feels like it, it's the classic kind of like film prompt of like two people two budding, like two people budding romances, and then the adventuring part, you kind of have to run around and try and make sure that yeah. things go smoothly. Um, no, no, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds adorable. Um, to chat, I guess a little bit about, I guess the kind of surrounding community as a whole. Um, would you say that uh, like um, there is someone in the tabletop RPG community who like particularly inspires you or?
1: so many <laughs> uh, um so within like D products as i say like finding ashley warren talking about the writing side was a massive inspiration to start with and like seeing all the things she created and sort of looking at her her output and like various projects and things that was I, I really look up to how she's kind of like grown and grown and grown but i also um just in general, I'm very inspired by like the Uncaged anthology and Eyes Clouded anthology. Like, oh, no. unsurprisingly, given I'm writing a writing a cottagecore adventure <laughs> as we speak. Um, but yeah, just stuff that kind of twists the the sort of traditional fantasy style mm-hmm. um, are, are very big inspirations for me, I think. And then outside of that, I mentioned Wonder Home. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with Wonder Home at the moment, <laughs> um, as like a yeah a, a gentle game. Or a, a non combat heavy well, there's no there's no violence in one home. So yeah, just interesting stuff like that. And um, probably unsurprisingly given they coined the term keepsake games, but um uh, Shim and Shim Yin Ku made a Field Guide to Memory, which is all about like collecting stuff and oh. creating a collected journal. Yeah. That was a massive inspiration for Tiny Home Terrarium and like mm-hmm. thinking about can I create can you create things that are lasting after the game experience. I thought was really interesting
0: because I guess it is nice to because I mentioned yeah with 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 you know yeah, at the end of things you 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 could if you wanted to, end up with like a little 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 jar with your little yeah. little game and I guess filled, filled up with little little rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you can have paper rocks or yeah. you can collect actual rocks sort of But I think just games games in general. I like that you have some memories left and mm. maybe you have some drawings or things as well. Yeah.
0: I guess that's the kind of the power. I guess that's why they aimed around the, the kind of journal games, is because even after game experiences, you know, the, the writing there is, is kind of like a, a, a more permanent picture. It's like a, the, yeah. the words don't vanish like a. Like a...
1: Exactly, yeah. Ah,
0: awesome. So then we've, I guess we, we've spoken like a little bit about kind of like what you're working on at the moment. Um, is there any, any other projects or anything off in like the world? Um, like, or, you know, if maybe... you've
1: heard of the new Not Another Monster Quest. Yes. I am doing something for one of the later volumes of that mm. uh, which is quite exciting so there's going to be I think I'm going to talk about this now yeah because we've done the first one there's going to be some stuff about lizard folk and other monsters at one point now I've written a lizard folk adventure which I'm very excited about but uh, yeah that's I think volume three so it won't be out for a little while but
0: the was it? so that's a project run by uh, Brittany Hay Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. No. That, that, again, the the cover on that it looks amazing. I think they've they've done like a really good job of that. And it's, it's yeah. no, it's exciting to see, especially when things kind of shape into like a, a like a whole series. Um, yeah.
1: Exactly. I seeing, I think I really love the ho- like we've always got like another Discord for planning it and things, yeah. and it's been really really fun, sort of seeing the whole process of everyone thinking of so many different sort of alternative ideas yeah. to yeah. Like the whole point is like it's not just another Monster Quest. It's yeah. You know. How can we reframe it so you're working with your monster friends?
0: Yeah, which, yeah, no, I, I and I, I, I must admit, like I haven't actually read much about like the 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 official way, sure even that exists anymore, but like the the lizard folk law. Um, I imagine, <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's it's probably not too kind to our lizard friends.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, one of the things I did was I used Eberron as a setting, which I think handles lizard folk much better. Interesting. Um, yeah. And really, like, thinks it. Basically, Keith Baker is a like. Keith is another big inspiration of mine. Yeah. I think he really does think through like the implications of certain choices. So, mm. so in Eberron, the lizard folk have like, the reason some of them are evil is because they've been corrupted by this like demon overlord. Mm. So it's not just like, oh, we're lizards and we're bad. It's like, we have a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other lizard folk are, um, you know, doing their own thing and it makes a lot more sense to have that split rather than being like every single lizard vote oh yeah
0: it's terrible yeah it's uh it's but no i I think like everything you kind of hear about everyone is is definitely it it doesn't take long for someone to mention that like well yeah keith baker's handled x really well and it's like well yeah no i think if it's from the ground up i think everyone is
1: very thoughtful
0: yeah i think again that's another thing i I added to do list. i've i've had like the the the, like the plan to like do something with everyone I just, just, just need to get through it, yeah. get through it. It's, it's, yeah, it's on the ongoing to do list. Um, but, um, but I guess generally uh, looking at the time, that's, that's, we've done it. We've, we've managed to kind of chat away for an hour. Um, thank, yes. thank you so much for taking some time and and have the chat. It's been, it's, it's, yeah, it's been delightful.
1: Thanks. Yeah. It's been lovely. I hope um, I didn't, I only managed one medieval fact, so that's probably good.
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we haven't got the most out of it yet. Um, but, uh, I just again I don't want to leave without people knowing uh where are some of the best places that they can hear about your work and and yep. stay up to
1: date so the best place is on my twitter which is at mort philippa philippa one l two p's um I put everything on there there's also a link tree to various places where I put things but also if you go on um DMs Guild and Drive Through at Itchio. I think I'm not sure if you can do it on DMs Guild, but I know on the other two you can subscribe to like my author page. Mm. So whenever I put out new things, it will pop up on there.
0: I think they've recently added it. Ad- added it. Ad- added it to DMs Guild. I don't know. And maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's something I should be pushing as well. Um, but yeah, you know what? This episode. Go, yeah, if you're listening, go go follow. You know, Philippa. Um, and then next week, um, I'll yeah. ask for people to follow me. And then, yes. you know, um, no, fantastic. And then, otherwise, yeah, I've been Matthew Whitby. Uh, you can find me at Whitby Rakes. Um, I every week I've been saying that I've got something coming out on the horizon, and at this point, I think I'm just lying. So <laughs> soon, at one point, um, a
1: mega dungeon.
0: A mega dungeon. <laughs> yeah, this time next week, I should be able to just slap out a mega dungeon. That'll take like five minutes. I don't know. should be. Yeah. Um, but no, I, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that map, and i I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how scared of it I am. Um, but other than that. Um, I I guess that my final question and then arguably the most important one. Um, how do you win a podcast? You'll dance. Oh, I'm just gonna just (laughs) wiggle. And I will, I will stop.